Code Switching Written by Bellamont Read by The Scribe Smith Part 29 of the Bellamont's Inktober 2020 Edition series Part 1 of the Code Switching series Rating General Audiences No Archive Warnings Apply Fandom Boku no Hero Academia Relationships Class 1A and Midori Izuku Aizawa Shota, Eraserhead, and Midoriya Izuku. Akatani, Yamikumo, Mikumo, and Midoriya Izuku. Additional tags. Inktober. Prompt. Shoes. The Red Shoe Theory. I am so sorry if this sucks. Summary. Code switching. The modifying of one's speech, behavior, or appearance to adapt to different social cultural norms. As it turns out, Izuku Midoriya is a natural code switcher to a level most of 1A has never seen before. Code switching, the modifying of one's speech, behavior, or appearance to adapt to different sociocultural norms. As it turns out, Izuku Midoriya is a natural code switcher, to a level most of 1A has never seen before. Now, everyone code switches. It's natural, expected almost. Most people wouldn't speak to their parents or teachers as informally as they do their closest friends. Many will act sweeter, cooler, dress nicer if they know that they're going to be around someone that they admire. Heroes tend to code switch too. The daylight heroes playing it up for the crowds and the cameras, showing off dazzling smiles and spitting out witty one-liners that they keep in the back of their head for the perfect situations. But Midoriya... Midoriya does it in a rather odd way. He's quieter around teachers. He's more talkative when in the dorms than when in the school. He smiles brighter when he's in pain, even as his lips shake with the effort. He calls Bakugo Kakchan, but doesn't come within four feet of the boy unless he must. He shakes less when the blonde is out of his sight, but only if he knows that the boy is also out of the room. If Bakugo is in the room, but out of sight, he shakes more, hands twitching and eyes glancing as far back as they can, as if he's trying to catch the boy in his peripheral vision. It's strange, most definitely, how Midori's actions change in school. And then they see how he changes when out of school. It's not like they've never seen Midoriya off school grounds, no. Uraraka, Ida, Asui, and Todoroki have all hung out with him off campus, of course. And Bakugo has clearly known the boys since they were in diapers. And a few of them, like Kirishima, Ashido, and Kaminari, can remember seeing the green at off school grounds, running into him once during a weekend off. Then there was the mall trip. And as short-lived as that was, it was still an event where Midoriya wasn't at UA. But he was with them. And, more importantly, only them. There was no one else that was around him. No friends from old schools. No parents. No one. And that's how today starts, too. It's just a simple Sunday afternoon, and the students of 1A had convinced their teacher to let them go out for once. It was supposed to be a normal trip out. Just a meal. No malls. Because, quite frankly, a few of the students no longer wanted to go near the mall. Especially not for a class trip. 
and no one wanted to push Midoriya's luck on whether or not he is truly a villain magnet. So they chose to go to a restaurant, a nice little place with cheap but good food. Aizawa accompanied them too, saying that he didn't trust them to not get into trouble, which was, honestly, quite fair. But that's what they chose, and that's where they were going, and even where they went. The meal was fun, the food was great, and when 1A and their homeroom teacher exit the restaurant, happy and at ease. They're almost halfway back when they hear a cry for help, meek and scared, and just like that Midoriya is darting away, flashing green as he goes. The students of 1A and Aizawa follow him, but by the time they get there, the assaulters are long gone. And all that remains is Izuka Midoriya, and a purple-haired boy who sits on the ground. Problem child, Aizawa calls out. But then his words fall flat as the atmosphere seems to fall, and everyone pays attention to the way that Midoriya holds himself. It's almost disheartening how the boy's shoulders have drooped, his head ducked with shame as he helps the person up. His hands shake, but neither let their grip drop. And it's odd how, instead of looking each other in the eyes, they both seem to train their gazes on one another's shoes. Shoes which are matching red, with thick white soles and the exact same laces. Eeyore! The boy starts, and no one understands why the boy chokes out the word, spare hand moving to cover his mouth. And Midoriya gives the saddest smile, lips pressed together tightly as he jerkily nods his head, hand almost twitching with as much as it quivers. His posture slackens even more, like he's weighed down by a burden that can never be spoken of. I didn't know there was anyone else, the boy states, and Midoriya chuckles humorlessly. That's what I always thought. It's almost like they forget to, to get rid of us. A wry smile greets the forced one, a bitter joy that makes 1A worry. And their worry only grows when Midoriya chuckles and nods his head, like the phrasing isn't one to worry about at all. Problem child, Aizawa starts again, and this time Midoriya looks over. And here 1A is confused yet again, because Midoriya has always been quiet around teachers. But now he stiffens, eyes widening more than usual. It's as if he's forgotten about their existence. And now he's regretting that ignorance. Hi, sensei, Midoriya murmurs. We need to head back to the dorms, Aizawa reminds the greenette, who jolts up and nods. Right, right. Head turning back, his voice softens yet again as he asks, Want to trade numbers? I... He falters again, but the boy nods. Yeah. And just like that, the boy is pulling out his phone and Midoriya grabs his own, the two exchanging numbers and adding themselves to the other's contact. In less than a minute, they're swapped back, and the boy smiles. It was... Nice meeting you, Midoriya. You too, Akatani, Midoriya says. And then Akatani slips away, eyes guarded as they sweep over the students of 1A. And Midoriya takes his place beside Todoroki, clutching the phone like it's a lifeline. And the further they get from Akatani, the more Midoriya comes out of his shell. By the time they're back on UA grounds, he's radiant once again, beaming and shining like the star he is. And the oddities of the day begin to slip from the minds of his peers left to be nothing but an anomaly. But some will remember, and some will be curious, and perhaps they will try to find out too, just what happened, and just why those red shoes mattered so much. And one day, a certain underground hero will happen across a girl with the same red shoes, a girl who is half dead and half mad and far too mad at the world for someone so young, and he will find out. But for today, 
The day ends without much thought, and with Midoriya texting a new friend who will be able to understand him in a way no other has, and he will keep acting in ways that make no sense, and no one will speak up about it for a long, long time. And by the time that they do, he will have changed his patterns completely, and life will carry on. If you enjoyed this podfic, please leave comments and kudos to the original author. Thank you for listening.